right, so we had, uh, for the last few weeks, we have been talking about if not now, when? And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today, if I can get to these notes real quick. And we're going to go into Revelations uh, 16. Uh, Revelation 16. And actually, you know, um, we talk about the word. And I know me and my wife, when we drive, we have a discussion on different things that we get. Uh, I was out here one day when uh, my wife, Colina, I think it was um, Hope, and some of the, it was out having a little, oh, I, I called it an after party discussing word. And I, you know, I just get a little different nuggets. My wife had made a statement. She said, uh, actually, I was down there teaching last week. And she said, you're like a thief in the night. <laughs> yeah, it came out of her mouth like a thief. We're talking about if not now, when? And so that, that really stimulated a thought, a few thoughts for me. And I, I want us to read here in Revelation 16. Again, we're talking about if not now, when? A lot of times uh, we're deferring things to when when it should be now. All right, so Revelation 16, 15. It says, behold, I come as a thief. I, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth, watcheth, and keepeth his garments. So this is watches, just alert, and keepeth his garments, um, lest he walk naked, and they see his shame. So now the interesting thing, it says, I come as a thief, so you, never, you don't know when I'm coming. Uh, it says, bless he that watches or is alert, that's, that's prepared or looking for our, our coming. I know we know the scripture in, in Matthew 26, 41, which says, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation, right? Spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. It says, that keepeth his garments. Now, when it says garments here, uh, there's uh, the Greek word, uh, gumnos, um, and it means uh, to be poorly clothed. So here it says the person that keeps his garment is a person that's, that's properly clothed and not ashamed. But they got this from, you know, uh, people running, you know, uh, when people were exposed, they would be running out with uh, their underwear on. <laughs> you know, it's not properly clothed. But when it says stay clothed, it's talking about staying clothed in the presence of God. Remember in the Garden of Eden, it says uh, that, Adam and Eve was, you know, walking with God in the cool of the day. It says they were naked and unashamed. The reason why they were unashamed because they was clothed with the presence of God. After sin, it said that they knew that they were naked and they hid themselves and covered themselves. So they were in shame. See, when we go into hiding or we go into lying or we go into being deceptive, normally we're in a sin state. See, because if we were, if, if what we were doing was such a wonderful thing to do, we wouldn't hide it. We don't hide a sale. You know, if, if there's a, uh, you know, we, we see a sale, we don't go, well, I'm going to hide this because this is embarrassing. We don't do that, right? You know, we, you know, uh, you know if, if we find something, you know, game or something on the internet or something that, you know, a sweet move or something, what we do, we share with everybody, call, hey man, check this out, you got to see this, right? We share, we don't hide. We normally hide things that we don't want people to see. And the interesting thing is, like, because I, you know, uh, you know, y'all know my background, so I worked in corrections. 
And, and I remember I used to tell the, the guys when they would fight against me talking about Christianity. I said, well, okay, let's do it this way. Whatever you believe we should live, how you believe we live, because we did a little rap session, you know, every, we call it morning focus. We do the rap session early in the morning, and I would lead the rap session. So I said, tell you what, you can lead. And whatever your philosophy is, we're going to bet our lives on what you're talking about. If what you believe, the, matter of fact, everybody right now watching on TV, sitting in this room, if you believe the life you're living, the way you're living is the way we should live, hey, I offer for you to take this podium and guide us into living the life you're living in detail, exactly the way you're living it, the part seen and unseen. Because when we come up here, we're guiding you in the life that God is saying we should live and we're, we're, we're trusting God that we're giving you the information that's going to lead you into fulfillment. So if you're doing something different from what God says, but you believe what God says is not as important, I'm not, and, and this is definitely not sarcasm, this is the truth. Any life you're living that you believe is a life living is worth coming before everyone and sharing. If you have to hide it, something's wrong with that life. Right. And he says, I come as a thief. He says, make sure you're clothed. See, see, and clothed with the presence of God, a person that's clothed with the presence of God is walking in spirit and in truth, not in hiding and a lie. Right. And so 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 he says, I come as a thief. So you want to be ready now. You want to be ready now. That's why he says, um, watches, it says, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. See, the person hiding is a, is, a, is a decision away or a now moment away from shame, right? Uh, shame, some of it you can recover from, some of it you can't. Let's look at Matthew 24, Matthew 24. And, 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 and listen, I'm, you know, I've, I've lived, lived this life, uh, I don't know everything, but I lived in this world, I've, I've lived in hiding, I lived in darkness, and I get it. I, I get what the mind tells you and things of that nature. And I get when, you know, the, you know, when people come to church, like, like, like children, uh, so, so, you know, some of you are parents, so I know you're a parent, and you know, you know the stages in parenting sometimes where it's like, you, you, you call yourself a tough parent, but you're being punked by your kids. And when I say punk, the kids are not, not, not punking you like, you better fix some pancakes. Now! what I say? Get in there, fix them. Hey, they ain't rolling like that. But in their, their, relentless behavior that's opposite of what you desire, they're almost breaking you down. You know, the scripture says, uh, Satan desires to sift you as wheat. So they're almost breaking you down to you be like, man, I, it's whatever. You know, <laughs> like you just say whatever, you, you know, and you go through that process, right? Well, preachers go through that. Like, like honestly, I, I want to think most preachers they, they start out and they mean well. They mean to give you the truth and love, to, to guide you with the Bible. But I, I, but, I, but I think they get weary in well-doing. They get broken down, you know, with, with people, with, with, almost like intimidate. If you don't preach, make me comfortable, I'm going to leave the church. You know, like kind of like that. Or, well, we leaving or we thinking about this, that, and the other. Man, like, like at this point, like I don't have a choice. If, if, if somebody's leaving, they, ain't nothing I can do. Now, now I didn't do this, but somebody sitting in the uh, in the seat did like this. Bye bye. Like, I didn't do this. That's not. That's not. 
just for the record. I'm just letting you know. Uh, but our, that's not our job. But, but guess what? If it comes to compromising God, right, and somebody almost like, well, if you don't, be, if you don't make it nicer or more comfortable, then I'm going someplace that, you know, like, you know they don't get on you as much. Like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I get it too. That's like, that's like my children, my grandchildren saying, well, unless you parent us a lot nicer, we're leaving the family. Like, I wouldn't want you to leave, but I got to give you the truth. I got to help your life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I love these guys. I got to help their life. Man, I just can't just be telling them anything. Like, because they're going to grow up. I know these dudes. They're going to grow up. They're going to be sharp young men. And the, and the people that they're going to they gonna be bothered by, how can they tell me the truth? And if I don't tell them the truth, they'll be like, what kind of pastor was he? I was a kid. Look, look, they'll be hitting me. I was a kid. You the one supposed to be telling me the truth? Just because I didn't want to do it, that don't mean you're supposed to change what you say. What kind of pastor was you trying to bend things to make me comfortable? So you ain't care about me. You just want to be like pastor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I left your butt, All right? No, 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 no. It's not, that's not, no, no, no. We, we got to give you the truth. And I'm saying this because not, this is, this is, come on, y'all. Come on. Are we driving. I was just thinking through uh, people dying. I mean, some people are dying. Oh, this is, you know, it's a season where the end of the baby boom is like two more years. Like people two years younger than us are the last leg. But, but we're in that baby boom. So things are shifting. So, they're, they're, you know, you've seen more uh, older or, or, or people that was icons or celebrities for years. Like almost like. But a lot, not not like two. Uh, so so a lot has happened. But y'all, y'all don't think it's like the end times. Listen, if you don't believe God, you don't think there's some strange stuff going on, and you're willing to risk your eternity. Man, I listened to her talking. She was talking to a family member. She was. She was like, "Let's see this thing. Like this, all about eternity. Where you gonna spend eternity, right?" And it's not just confessing, it's, it's what you believe in your heart. Like, she's breaking it down yesterday, all right? You know, she, she's phenomenal at that. Um, but what I'm saying is, like, now is the time. Like, like, like we're waiting on what? And do and you know there's people that walked out their door this morning not knowing that that, that decision was going to smack them right in the face because their car is all bent up? A truck rolled over the top of them. We driving down the highway, man. You've seen all types of weird accidents. People in bent, weird positions. Or the person just walked out and fell right on their face, and they still don't know what happened. And then with this, this, this COVID, and it's, it's you know, it's, you know, I don't highlight diseases, but sometimes people have pre pre existing conditions that can't fight the, the they, they don't have the antibodies to fight any level of virus. And so we, we playing around now? We're taking a risk or a chance being unclothed? No, now is the time to be clothed up with the presence of God. Now is not the time to be outside of the presence of God. But we, 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 we operate as if we got time. And, and, and I think that that's, that's dangerous for us, right? 
Um, did I read the scripture? 2443, Matthew 2443. All right, it says, uh, but know this, that if the good man of the house had known at, at, in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. So he says, so, so he says I'm coming as a thief, but he says, if the good man knew when he was coming, he would have been looking for to protect his house. Like, like, like who doesn't protect their house? And, and, and when is the time to protect your house? You can say it out loud. Now, like, we, oh, I'm going to get to that? You, you talking, whoo, <laughs> man. Oh, man, that is not cool. That's, that's pretty selfish. All right, so let's look here at Luke 18. Luke 18. So I, I just want to make sure I give you chapter and verse. It's really been meditating on some things towards the end of the year going into next year. Uh, so Luke, Luke 18, verse 8. It says, hey, Marcus. Could you turn me up a little bit? Because this keeps changing. This is, uh, it says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Uh, where was that? Okay. Oh, so yeah, it says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. He says, nevertheless, when the son of man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Oh, I'm sorry. That's uh, verse seven. It says, shall not God avenge his own elect? which cry day and night unto him, though he bear along with them. It says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Speedily is, is quick recognition in the moment, right? It says, nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? So, so, so he could show up. And I, I told you, when I watched in Corrections, I had a system because... Again, people are locked up for all types of things, but they're all doing clandestine things. So some of them locked up for murder. Some of them locked up for truancy. Some people are locked up for stealing batteries out of the post office vehicles. You know what I'm saying? Like you, so you had all different levels, but, but everybody was uh, sneaky and deceptive. Like, so if you slept, they would be doing something they ain't supposed to be doing. Could be beating somebody up. Could be doing something inappropriate. I won't get into all that. Uh, could be uh, making hooch. That's alcohol. Uh, putting it in the ceilings. Uh, could be all types of stuff. So could be making weapons. So my rule was you never knew when I was coming. That was my thing. So when I worked, I worked eight hours. Like I wasn't getting into the job. If the guys was locked on lockdown, I wasn't just sitting around. No, I, I pop up anytime in your cell. Hey, what you doing? What you doing? And it'd be random times. So you know what they was thinking? You never know when he coming. You don't know when he coming, so we just got to be on our P's and Q's all the time because, man, Mr. Bradley, man, he just be popping up. Man, he just be popping up. So my unit wasn't crazy. Wasn't a lot of, a lot of riots, wasn't a lot of fights, nothing, because from the time I walked in the door, I was the pop-up man. I could pop up at any time. Well, that's what this is saying. When the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith? The time can pop up at any time. Are you ready all the time? The scripture says, be ye also ready, right? Right? So, so, so now is the time of salvation. And we talked about that last week in, uh, uh, I think it's 2 Corinthians 6, right? 
I said, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith now? And how do, get, how do we get faith now or now faith? We get faith now with word now, right? We get faith now, uh, Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by understanding and understanding by the word of God. So the more word I get, the more faith I get. So if I need, if I need faith now, I need word now. I got to consume myself in the word, right? Right? Is that amen? That's amen, all right? So because as Pastor Mel says, he comes in a th as a thief in the night. Now, now, one of the principles that I've learned to operate my life on, um, because you can't control the future. You can't control, you can't overwhelm yourself with a buffet of concerns of possibilities. You can't overwhelm yourself with a buffet of concerns of possibilities. You know, because in every situation, you can find a worst case scenario. You know that. But guess what? In every situation, you can find a best case scenario, too. But, but don't overwhelm yourself with a buffet. So what I, what I had to learn to do was take the next best step from where I'm at. So as we're talking, what I learned to do is take the next best now step. So if, if there's a crisis in a situation, take the next best now step. So he's coming in, I came in this morning and the computer kind of reset itself. So Marcus, you know, yeah, you, you know, he's throwing off, Marcus got a flow. So he's throwing off his flow. So he comes to me, he's getting the password for our, our restream, but he's also telling me to keep moving forward. So what is he basically saying? Come up here. But see, uh, my quick, quick recognition, I, I immediately diagnosed, I can come up here all I want. If we don't get everything started, we ain't live. <laughs> So, so he'll tell you what I do. I sat down right there because I said the next best step is finding the password so we can get into the restraint, right? That's the next best step. Like, I can't be thinking about what I'm going to do up here. I, matter of fact, I wouldn't even, I left my, my bag and everything in the seat because that wasn't important. What was important was what? Getting that password. So you can only do the next best step when we overwhelm ourselves. My wife would tell you all the time, crisis come up. What am I doing? I'm thinking, okay, what's the next step? And then I'll do the next step. And then I'll do the next step. And then I'll do the next step. And everything just falls, falls together. But I can't be, oh my God, but if this doesn't happen, then this gonna happen, and this not gonna happen, and this gonna happen, and then if this don't happen, and this gonna happen, and this gonna, we don't be spending time at the house. Like, she, she'll tell you, like, we ain't going through all that. Like, let's do what we can, right? The next noun step from here. Right, the next best noun step. So I thought about this as I was meditating on that. I thought about uh, something we were talking about, like Ezekiel, Jeremiah, and the disciples, and how they were they were encouraged to move into uncertainty. They were encouraged to move into uncertainty, without knowing all the the the, the how everything was going to play out. They were encouraged to trust God in now and move. Let's go to Jeremiah 1. Interesting enough, this, these, these first two passages, I really needed a lot because coming from, through, coming from Jersey, and actually, really, I wasn't trying to be in ministry. I was trying to play uh, professional basketball. At least that was my desire. Some may think, I don't know why you didn't play, and some may think, I don't know why you tried. You know, it's, everybody got different angles. <laughs> you know, you weren't all that, and some people may think, I don't know why you didn't play. It's just a relative. But 
You know, growing up in Newark, uh, and, and, and me and my wife, we went through a process of learning how to communicate. And so the biggest part of our communication, well, the first thing was we both, I'm from Newark, New Jersey, she's from Columbus, Ohio, two different cultures. Uh, then it was, my package was, oh, my philosophy. My philosophy was, as long as I say what I believe is the truth, Everybody else could figure anything else out from there, from there. I didn't worry about how I delivered it or nothing. Is it the truth? Matter of fact, if somebody responded negative, I go, was that the truth? Was that the truth? Like, I almost like break them down. What's the truth? Get, forget all that. What's the truth? You know? And um, so, so Lord had to get on me about that. And she, of course, she got on me about that too. Then um, we had something that I really couldn't control because I couldn't see it. And that was my countenance. Like I could have no, it was my wife was like, baby, you're scaring people. Or, or she was like, well, you look, you look mad. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, cause I can't, like if somebody, if you told me right now, Trina, I look mad. I can't see my face. And if I ran to a mirror, I'm not going to see the face you see. <laughs> Even if I can hold the face, like, hey, freeze frame my face, run to the mirror. I'm not going to see the face the way you see it. But most of the time, by the time I get to the mirror, I'm looking at myself in the mirror, so I'm not going to have the same face. The face could have been because I was looking at you. <laughs> you know, that's just a joke. You know, it's a joke, right? <laughs> right. So, 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 so what happens is, so, uh, so again, I'm, I'm a logical thinker. So my wife used to hit me with, uh, she would hit me with, uh, well, babe, your face. And I was like, well, babe, I can't jump outside my body, take my face, and make it look pleasing to you. Right? I said, there's nothing I can do. Like, I, 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 you know, now again, nothing I can do in, terms, in the moment, you know, but of course I can feed myself more word, growing God, so, so the Christ on the inside will manifest on the outside. I can do that. And I prayed about, my, have a confession about my countenance, you know, that I have the, 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 I've taken on the mind of Christ and I have the countenance of Christ. So I confess that daily, you know. So I got that, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in those moments, right? And so, so I, you know me, I started studying the Bible. And when I studied the Bible, I, I ran on, I ran upon, I ran upon this scripture, these scriptures. All right, so let's, let's start. Jeremiah 1, 4. And, and, and we're talking about if not now, when. So this is going to tie in. It says, uh, then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So he's, he's explaining, hey, you may not be aware of something, but before you got into the womb, I had already designed you for what you're supposed to do, right? Even though you're born in sin and shaped in iniquity, I designed you for something. Verse uh, six, then said I, this is Jeremiah responding, I, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I'm a child. So now he's communicating based on how he feels about himself, not based on what God is saying. Basically what he's saying is, I'm not ready yet. By saying I'm a child, he's saying I'm not ready yet. By saying I'm a child, he's saying I'm not ready yet. Right? It says, uh, but verse 7, but the Lord said unto me, say not I am a child, for thou shalt go now to all that I send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. So he's saying, it doesn't make a difference that you're a child. This is the, the, the noun time for your vessel for me to use you. You ain't going to be saying nothing anyway. It's basically what he's saying. Look, verse 8. 
Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Right? It says, then, then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. Right? And the Lord said unto me, behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have, what day? This day. Now, set the oath. Look, he said, I have this day, that means now, set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down and to build and to plant. You know, that's why the scripture says in 2 Chronicles 20, 20, believe as prophets so shall you be established. So he says, he, he told him now, he says, he says, you talking about how you're a child, you don't think you're ready, you're looking for favorable outcomes. No, 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 no. Before you was in the womb, I designed you for what you're about to do right now. And he says, and I'm going to put my words in you. And he says, you're going to speak for me now. He said, fear not their faces. Don't be dismayed by their looks and speech. Uh, I told you that because that's how I used to tell my wife. I said, well, babe, fear not my face. Don't be dismayed by my looks and speech. <laughs> Don't worry about how I'm looking. <laughs> All right, let's go to Ezekiel 2. All right, Ezekiel 2. So this is a person that, that was, uh, remember we said he that studies the wind shall not sow. He was looking for favorable conditions, right? So Ezekiel 2. I can get over there real quick. I know the people that are watching online are probably already there because you already have the scripture. <laughs> All right, so Ezekiel 2, and we're going to start at verse 1. It says, uh, so this is God calling Ezekiel now. It says, and he said unto me, son of man, stand upon thy feet now. I will speak unto thee. And it says, and the spirit entered unto me when he, look, look. And the spirit entered into me when he spake unto me. So as God was speaking to him in the now moment, the spirit was entering into him. And set me upon my feet that I heard him that spake unto me. And he said unto me, son of man, I send thee to the children of Israel. Look, to a rebellious nation, rebellious people that has rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me even until this very day. For they are impudent children, stiff hearted. I do send thee unto them, and thou shalt say unto them, Thus saith the Lord, thy, thus saith the Lord God. And they, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear, for they are rebellious house, yet, sh yet shall know that there has been a prophet among them. So even though they're a rebellious house, they'll recognize there's a prophet among them. And thou, son of man, be not afraid of them, neither be afraid of their words, though briars and thorns be with thee, and thou doest dwell among scorpions, be not afraid of their words, nor be dismayed at their looks, though they be a rebellious house. And thou shalt speak my words unto them, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear, for they are most rebellious. But thou, son of man, hear what I say unto thee. Be not thou rebellious like, like that rebellious house. Open thy mouth and eat that I give thee. So, so, so here he's saying, look, he's sending them to people that's rebelling. He's sending them to people that's tripping. He's sending them to people that's fighting. 
He ain't sending them to people that say, hey, wonderful, <laughs> right? He's sending them to people that's rebelling. He said, don't, uh, uh, and this is what's helped me as I started to grow in ministry because, again, I'm, you know, been around a lot of tough crowds. He says, fear not their faces. Don't be dismayed by their looks or their speech. And what God showed me is he said, look at their hearts. Don't look at their countenance. Look at their hearts. And just tell them the truth. And, and, and the reason why he, he broke down the line, whether they will hear or not. He broke down the line, whether they will hear or not, for a reason. Because of what he was saying is it doesn't make a difference whether they want to receive or not. It doesn't make a difference. See, calculating favorable situations to communicate will still now moments. So you have to communicate in a now moment. It has nothing to do with, well, let me make sure, you know, let me see. Hey, how you doing today? You good? Uh, so, I mean, I just want to know how you feel. You know, you feel, you, you all right? Had a good day? No, you, well, are we going to all that? You wasting nouns, right? Jump into the noun. And, and, and so this is, that was the Ezekiel and Jeremiah example of, of, of operating the noun. Let's go to Luke 9. I love this stuff as I was meditating on it. Luke 9. And verse 3. So, so Jesus calls his disciples. This is when he, he called the, um, he, he called the 12. He started out with the 12, remember? Called the 12, right? Um, well, I guess we could do this. Let's start at verse 1. It says, then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over devils and to cure diseases, Right? And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Verse 3, and he said unto them, take nothing for your journey. Neither staves, look, look, key word here, nor script, neither bread, neither money, uh, neither have two coats apiece. Right? So, so, so he sent them out. Look, look, it says, and, and, and whatsoever house ye enter into there, abide. Thence depart. And it says, and whosoever will not receive you, when you go out of that city, shake, shake the very dust off of your feet for a testimony against them. So he's telling them, hey, you go into the towns to preach the gospel, right? Don't take no script because you're going to be given what to say in that now moment. He says, and some people are going to receive from you. He said, the people that receive, we'll, we'll get into it when he sends the 70 out. The people that receive, hey, Hey, fine. Hang out. Bless, bless them. Do what you have to do. If they don't receive, dust the sand off your feet and move on. So it's saying a couple of things. It's saying, operate now. Be obedient now. Say what I tell you to say now. But it's also saying that people that are watching and praying will be ready to receive now. If they're not ready to receive now, see, they, if the disciples are showing up that Jesus sent, now would be the time to listen, Right? Some people didn't receive. It said, dust the sand off your feet. They blew an opportunity. Suppose they was like, well, no, I'm not really trying to hear that right now. They gone. Like, like, like no, 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 you blew it. It's over. See, we, again, we thinking we got time. Let's go here to the next chapter, chapter 10. This is when he calls the 70. 
So remember, he called the 12, then he calls the 70. So it gives them somewhat of a similar script. I just wanted to read it because of uh, some additional details. Uh, so we'll start, I wanted to start at verse 4, but I guess I can go up to verse 2. It says, therefore said he unto them, the harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. It says, he says, go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. So this is similar. I'm sending you like lambs among wolves. Like I'm not sending you as wolves among lambs. <laughs> you're, 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 you're in an unfavorable situation here. Right? He says, look, now I'm sending you in an unfavorable situation, but he says, look, carry neither purse nor scrip nor shoes and salute no man, by the way. Be locked into what I told you to do. It says, and into whatsoever house ye enter, first say, peace be to this house. Right? He says, and if the son of peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. If not, it shall turn to you again. Basically being no peace in that house. Verse 7. And in the same house remain eating and drinking such things as they give. For the laborer is worthy of his hire. Go not from the house. He says, so if you get the house and, and there, there's peace in the house, you know, sit in the house and if they, they, they bless you, bless you. Don't receive the blessing. The laborer is worthy of his hire. Verse 8. It says, and into whatsoever city ye enter and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you. So receive. Verse 9. And heal the sick that are therein and say unto them, look, the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. Now. Right? He says, say that unto them. Verse 10. But in, in whatsoever city ye enter and they receive you not, go your ways out into the streets of the same and say, even the very dust of your city, which cleaveth on us, we do wipe off against you. Notwithstanding, be ye sure of this, that the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you now. But I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than for, than for that city. So what he's saying is, if they don't receive the kingdom in that now moment, it's going to be worse for them than it was for Sodom. Y'all know what happened to Sodom. They got destroyed. Right? Because they didn't recognize a now moment. So you have to receive uh, a now moment. And he told the disciples, hey, hey, if they receive you now, fine. If not, move on. Right? If they receive you now, fine. If not, move on. So the scripture says this. Let's go to Luke 22. I was talking about children breaking you down earlier, but look at this. Luke 22, 31. 22, 31. Uh, uh, it, and <clears throat> it says this. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. He's trying to break you down, right? He says, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. That you, that, see, again, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith, that you stay in faith and so you're ready on your now moment, right? He says, but I pray that your faith fails not. He says, when thou art converted, go strengthen your brethren so they're ready also. 
you know, not, not, it's not just about us individually being ready, but it's about us all being ready, as we were talking about in Master Life class this morning. Right? It says, and he said unto, he, and he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee, both into prison and to death. Now, again, he wasn't talking about readying everybody. He was like, I, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready right now. So wherever, wherever we got to do, we got to do. He said, I'm ready to rock and roll. You don't have to worry about my faith failing. I understand Satan trying to attack me, but he, see, he was, feeling, he was feeling himself in the moment. Because sometimes we feel more righteous than we actually are in our hearts, right? Right? And he says, uh, verse uh, 34, and he said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock, the cock shall not crow this day before thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. So now Peter, he's saying, I'm praying that your faith fails not. Peter's like, nah, I appreciate it, but I'm good. You know, I'm rolling with you no matter what. He said, listen, bro, I'm going to tell you right now. Before the cock crow, you're going to deny me three times. It means you have three now moments to confess me, to trust me in loyalty with me, and you're going to, like, pretend you don't even know me. Right? And we know in one situation, he cursed and sweared. Right? He was basically saying... That's why I told you when you're converted, go strengthen your brothers. You ain't converted now. In your heart, you're easily influenced. Right now, you're not under no pressure. But under pressure, you'll flip in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you at, you, 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 you at the church, you're fine. But under pressure, in the right group, it could be family, it could be friends, you're going to flip in a minute. He said, and you're going to have an opportunity just to, just to acknowledge me. You're going to be sitting around at the family table on Christmas and somebody's going to be, people are going to be talking and, man, you know, I just, you know, it's God stuff, this, that, and the other. And you're going to have an opportunity to go, hey, I understand you believe different, but let me tell you what he's been doing for me. But no, you're going to, that moment, you're going to be silent, silence. Then in the same house, there's going to be another moment where people are going to start to crack unsavory jokes and start to talk about explicit things that's on the television. You're going to have an opportunity to say, well, I just can't even roll like that anymore. That's my BC days. But no, you're going to laugh along with them. Then there's going to be another moment where people are going to be sitting around cussing like crazy, not slipping and saying, my bad. They're going to be cussing like crazy. You're going to have an opportunity to go, hey, 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 hey. Come on, y'all. But you're going to deny me again. He said, then you're going to hear that cock crow. Now, now it's going to mess y'all up. Y'all on Christmas and, 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 the, and the bird <laughs> outside start crowing. <laughs> like, what in the world? <laughs> yeah, y'all give me a call. Some of that happened, right? <laughs> right? So, so we have these now moments is what he was telling them to represent and not deny Christ, right? He had three now moments. Mm. And so, 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 so this is the thing, like, like, like we're, we're, we're in these situations and, and we have, and we're being trained. We're being trained right now. We're being trained right now to operate in the kingdom at a great level. Um, and some of this training that we're going through is a prelude to prepare us. Um, it's, 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 not, it's not a place for us to live, but it's a place for us to learn. It's not a place for us to live, but it's a place for us to learn, right? And, and, and so, so 
what I'm hoping we understand is that we like awaken, like we wake up, we 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 embrace our time with God. Look, look here. Uh, 102, Psalm 102, verse 13. It says, uh, Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. Yea, the set time has come. The set time, the noun time has come. So there's a, there's a, there's a, a there's a, there's a, a noun time or set time. Kairos is, is what, what in the Hebrew is the time when God decides to do you a favor. And so, 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 so think about how we live in our life and you're in situations where somebody may either call you or, or need you to do them a favor. But think about if the person has uh, devalued you, taken you for granted, never, never even spends any time with just connecting with you at all, or has been either irreverent, disrespectful, or rebellious. Are you excited about doing that person a favor? And, and so, 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 you know, me as a parent or as a, as a leader in life, uh, as a grandparent, I, we, this is how we operate. We always just want to do stuff for our family and our kids. And even as my son was growing up. Like, I just always want to do stuff. But as he started, when he was going through changes, he handicapped. Like I, he, he, because I couldn't do it. My, and I remember telling my wife, I said, I can't help a situation at the expense of his life. So as much as my default would be, I want to do this. If doing this is endorsing this behavior, I can't do it. So, so, so look, I'm not punishing them either. What I'm doing is not crippling them. You see what I'm saying? I'm not punishing them. I'm not like, man, ain't nobody doing that. My wife will tell you, that's not my attitude. My attitude is like, man, I ain't gonna put me in this position. I can't. The scripture says, shall a man rob God? <laughs> like you put him in a position where he's like, man, I can't do what I want to do because I'm endorsing something that I don't want you to continue in. But if I give you the same favor for compromise as you would get for uh, covenant, what type of person am I? It's one thing that you choose to do something that hurts you. It's another thing that I'm funding it. You, you understand what I'm saying? So, so, so when God says now is the time, think about it. Because of this world that we are born into, we're already in compromise a lot of times. So now will be the time to change. Now would be the time to face our truth, not because we know scriptures, we know all the religious jargon. Um, you know, some of us, man, are very uh, astute or been around people that te teaches you all the religious jargon and the protocols. And those things are not bad, but you can't skip steps. 
Like, the, the, we, we read it this morning uh, when the guy, was it Matthew 5, 23 and th- uh, 24 is the memory scripture from Master Life. It says, when you come to the altar to bring a gift, he says, but if somebody has all against you, whatever, he says, leave the gift, go to the person. What it's saying is you just skip the step. You skipped communion and reconciliation and operating in love and went to, hey, hey, I'm here. And what you need me to do? You need me to serve? You need me to do this? Like you're skipping steps. And, and that's what he's saying. He said, like, we're skipping obedience in now moments and we're going right to uh, saying all the right religious things and you know, some of us know how to pray for fire and brimstone and, and do flips and cartwheels in our prayer. Uh, we know all the king's English, you know, in our prayers, you know, the father. And, yeah, we know uh, some of us have been around some of the greatest religious circles where they have all the different types of dioceses and doctrinal communications. Hey, hey, you, 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 hey some of y'all can, can write a thesis for a master's. And that's, hey, keep that in in your belt. Keep that in your repertoire. But it has no power if we don't do these obedient things with God. If we skip in steps, it has no power. Listen, man, listen, listen. I know people, some people, I know this for a fact. Phenomenal talent. When I say phenomenal talent, uh, great voices and stuff like that. You don't sense no presence or power of God. And they don't even recognize it because the natural man responds to flavor. You know, somebody has flavor. Like, these, the, you know, the young kids listening to whatever this rap person is, a person that raps has rhythm, man. He has rhythm. He, he's, he's spitting rhymes. He, he break, it's, it, it sounds good. It's enticing. Newsflash. Lucifer sounds good. He's the, mas- he's the master mixer. You talking about mixing music? He moves music, comes out of him. He was designed by God to be the top worshiper. Music is supposed to sound good. You don't make a music decision just based on how it feels to you. Because it can, it can, it'll get you to drop your guard while something else is imparted in you. But in our mind, we go... Dad tripping, man. He, I, he, he got to be tripping. This sounds good. That ain't the goal. Is it good for your soul? You see what I'm saying? This is what we're doing now. And, and I watch like now is the time. It says, hey, it says, hey protect your clothing. And we just read the scripture, right? In Revelation. I'm coming as a thief as a night. Make sure you got your clothes on. The clothes are God's presence, not the world's presence. You un- you're, you're poorly clothed. That's what that word is, uh, gumnos. You're, you're poorly clothed. He shows up. You're not in your garment. You know how somebody ring the doorbell, you run. You know, in some cases, you, some, some of y'all run, put a wig on, put, you know, like, because you, you, weren't, you weren't expecting company. Yeah, I do that now with Zoom now, too, don't y'all? I know that y'all do. You know, it's like, oh, Zoom, hold on, let me get my lashes. <laughs> I don't want nobody to see me like this. <laughs> you know, like, if you don't, I know what y'all do now, you know. Uh, y'all know that commercial, right, where the guy <laughs> comes out in his underwear, he's like, 
Oh, you didn't tell me it was a Zoom call. <laughs> you know, no, no, he said, no, he said, I thought it was a Zoom call. Yeah, so he thought you would just see, the, you know, the, the top part. He said, I thought it was a Zoom call, but the people was at the house. <laughs> yeah, he walked out, you know, I thought it was a Zoom call, right? Right, so he was ashamed. Why? He was poorly clothed, right? They caught him in his underwear. Right? She, uh, Vanessa said, caught, caught with his pants down. <laughs> right? But, but that's what's happening. Like, we're, we're in these situations where we're exposed. Hey, how do you feel when you've done something embarrassing? It would be nice if it could just stay in that moment, wouldn't it? Just that moment. Like, you, you feel bad in that moment, like, to be getting through that day. Then after that, it goes into some type of Never, never land, and you never think about it ever again. But the devil don't do that, do he? He'd be like, now, you remember yesterday? <laughs> and then, you know, you'd be having a good day, you, you and the family out, and then, you know, something come on, and, like, everybody say, hey, let's get together, we're going to watch this movie. As soon as the movie come on, it's a reminder of what you didn't want. And so everybody enjoying the movie, you're like, man, any movie but this one. You can't say nothing. Right? And he just constantly keeps feeding you reminders, wanting you to be what? Feel the weight of that shame. So what he's saying now, so you don't have to deal with none of that no more, stay clothed. Stay clothed now. But we dancing and dipping and diving and slipping and, you know, we doing all types of stuff, man. We ain't got to do all that, man. Listen, man, I, listen, I heard, uh, you, know, uh, you know, Pastor Mel was talking when she was praying. She was just talking about how, you know, we all, everybody's processing through different things in life. Everybody's processing through different test trials and temptations, right? Everybody, you know, you're growing through different things going on, you know. And you, oh, she was saying, she says, she was talking about the scripture, nevertheless, not my will, that will be done. She says, so our will don't want to read. Don't want to go to church. Don't want to pray. Like, like, with all due respect, like, it's a lot going on here, but everybody's not, uh, everybody's not not coming to church because of COVID. Y'all know that, right? Now, people are saying it's COVID, but everybody's not. People, people are exposed to more strangers in their everyday life than they ever would be in here. We ain't got that many people here now. There's a lot less people here than in the gym. There's a lot less people here in the mall. A lot less people here that's in the store. A lot less people in here that was at that last fellowship you was at. That last hangout you was at. The last game you watched. That last uh, party you went to. That last, there's a lot less people. So it's not that. But it seems like church is the only, only time we say we're applying quarantine. I'm saying that respectful, like, you know, I'm, I'm not mad at nobody, it is what it is, but it's like church is the only place. We're not, we're not applying it nowhere else. You know, because you, do you know how it, man, they, they don't check people's vitals when they go into a grocery store, but you're going to eat though, aren't you? You're going to risk, you're going to risk it in a store and everybody's not practicing social distancing. People rolling up on you, and every aisle in the store is not designed for social distance. Why you out there shopping? Why you out there shopping? You, know, you, you see what I'm saying? And then, like right now, 
at church, you're going to do your sanitizer. You're going you're gonna to make sure you don't touch nobody. You're going to make sure you're not, you don't touch nothing that they have just in case it has COVID on it. We pass it around uh, tissues before people grab the mic. But you ain't doing that with all those clothes. You don't know whose hand was on the clothes. You don't know whose hand was on all the stuff you picked up. You don't know whose hand was on the biscuits. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 keeping it real, you go on the drive-thrus because you think drive-thrus safer. You don't know who's preparing the food. You don't know how many times they sneezed before they gave you that 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 burger. You don't know none of that. So you taking risks all the time, but when it comes to church, where it's supposed to be, it's this is probably will be the safest zone in America because at at least the blood of Jesus is being play, pleaded over this place. That, listen, that hey, hey people are working. People uh, people have have had COVID. Somebody had COVID. Hey, somebody had COVID at your job, but you still go to work. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's weird. Like, somebody had COVID and was at the store that you was at and was in the same aisle when you went to purchase the food. You see what I'm saying? But it's like, I'm never going to that grocery store again. First of all, you don't even know. You roll up on family like because they family, they automatically don't have COVID. That ain't true. And you don't know who they were with. Like, you don't have like a, you know, a tracker. To see where everybody went before you came around. I'm just saying, I'm not telling you to, to be uh, COVID paranoid. What I'm saying is, it's amazing how we, these, it's, it's this, this now time, how the adversary has subtly kept people from the very place that they need to be to get what they need to get. And in your mind, you're saying, it's because I'm protecting against COVID. But that's not true. You're in so many situations that are a lot more dangerous. And, and I'm going to tell you, I'm saying this respectfully, stop playing with God. This, this is very, this is not being funny, sarcastic, nothing. And listen, I have a responsibility. Stop playing with God. Stop taking God for granted. Like God ain't no fool. God is, hey, hey, it says you can't mock God. Whatsoever man sowed that he shall reap. So keep playing God. And not doing what you know you can do to honor God. So God would take it like, hey, okay, so why should I favor someone that don't, that, that's, that's like, I'm not as important as all these other situations. So just start thinking through what we're doing, man. Like, if this is, this is close to the end times, first of all, if this sickness and disease, the last thing that I'm going to, like put lower on a priority is God and the presence of God. Yes, yes, for the person out there saying just because I don't come in the house doesn't mean I don't love God. I wish that was your philosophy with all the other people you loved. Because the reality is, yes, you, you, you love God, but, but you don't say that with your girlfriend. Oh, just because I never see you and never come to your house, that don't mean I don't love you. You don't say that with family. Because I never come to your house. That don't mean I don't love you. We don't say that with work, with the fellas. Just because I don't never hang out with y'all don't mean I don't love you. Only with God, it's right, just because I don't come to the house. I, you don't even have to go through all that. 
All you have to do is make sure you're being obedient to what God's asked you to do. I mean, I know people are situations where they can't come to church, but man, I'm not even a pastor if I don't like, uh, Scripture says arise, awake, now is the time. Man, if I don't like, because sometimes just like growing up, some of y'all ain't getting up unless somebody wake you up. Well, some of y'all grown like that now, like you ain't getting up. <laughs> you ain't getting out that bed unless somebody wake you up. And so, so, so it's just a, 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 hey, 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 now's the time to wake up. Now it's time to be obedient. If not now, when? Because don't train yourself to be outside of the, the, the fellowship of God, the presence of God. We've been talking about that master life class. Don't train yourself that way. I'm not, hey, if you, first of all, if you're dealing with anything and some people have, have had to heal through sickness and disease, fine. You know, I understand, you know, you, know, you don't want to expose nobody. Or if you, you know, some people have pre, predispositions, but watch it. And I'll say this, this is not spiritual, this is practical. Even if you don't come to church, get out the house, even if you got to walk outside to build up your antibodies. I got it for some great sources. You stay in the house too much, your immune system falls because it ain't used to fighting bacteria as it was designed to do. So then when you go around any level of virus, you, you, you're going to be more susceptible because you've just been caught up in the house. Right? So uh, just, just, trying to, just, just trying to help us operate in our now. And, and to make sure we're clothed. That's the thing. Some of us are walking around here unclothed and are overconfident because we're unclothed. It doesn't mean that nice things are not going to happen to you because you're unclothed, but, but you're a, a button away from the devil trying to destroy everything because you're exposed, right? And, and this scripture and what we've been talking about today, uh, if not now, when, is to make sure we're not exposed because we were born for such a time as this, this now time. And we need to be in our, in, in, in our right position. You know, we'll see it as we, as we go into next year, but we really was. It's like uh, with Esther and Mordecai, he's like, he was brought in here for such a time as this. Some of us was brought into position for such a time as this. And don't, don't allow this world and these things going on to distract you from what God told you to do. Keep taking that next best step, that now step. Stay tuned with God. Stay in that word. Stay in prayer. Listen to God. Don't act like you know what God thinks. You don't have to act with God. He'll tell you. Right? And be obedient to what he's telling you. Like God is, God is trying to, to do some things and to get us from different places. Again, that's not... And again, do, do, do your pastors a favor. If you never hear your specific name or somebody specifically say something to you, don't assume somebody's saying anything... Uh, derogatory towards you, you can ask, we'll just tell you. But we, we have to speak to a universal audience. Um, we have to communicate universally because different people are in so many different situations. And our responsibility, just like we talked about Jeremiah and Ezekiel, not be dismayed by their looks of speech and share the truth and love now. And, and sometimes we don't always do a good job with it because you care about people so much, like, you, I don't want the person to feel this. Well, you know, the person might be too sensitive. Well, you know, the person might get overwhelmed. Well, the person may think, you know, uh, see, there they go again. Every time I go into a church, 
Uh, then, oh, well, this person may think it's legalism. Well, this person may think it's control. Well, this person may think, you know, that, that everybody think you should live like them. Man, there's too many things to be thinking. Uh, you know what the easiest thing for us to do is? Share the gospel. We already know we're, we're sharing the gospel, and we've always said, take the next best step from where you are. We always said, set it as a target. You know, you be obedient from the position that you're at. We've always shared that. So at, at this point, going into next year, because we got to get a lot of truth, uh, we're, coming, we're coming into some things that God has brought us all here together for. And so, you know, there's some different shifts and positionings um, that's going to take place. So, you know, I'll say it this way. Play, play basketball against a guy one day. And uh, this guy, you know, I could tell he was drinking. I mean, I could tell he was, like, seriously drinking. And so I was like, oh, this, this game will be over quick. I'm just going to keep running him around. He's going to get tired. And then I'm going to exploit him, win the game, and I'm going home. And so when I was leaving, he said, man, I don't understand, man. I don't usually lose. And I wasn't being – I'm not an arrogant guy. It just came out of my mouth. I said, man, don't feel bad. I'm, you know, I said, you know, I'm just in better shape than you. But I, but I didn't say it like, man, no swag. It just was, because I'm, I'm a truth guy, but it slipped out. I probably wouldn't have said that normally. And he just looked at me. But I really wanted to say, this if I let you beat me and you, you're, you got alcohol on your breath, something's wrong with me. You see what I'm saying? Something's wrong with me. And the reality is he wasn't ready. And this is the reality. Sometimes we're not ready. We're allowing ourselves to be intoxicated by things of this world. And now when it's time for us to win, we're running out of breath. <laughs> right? You said choked up? We're choked up. And so that's not God's fault. You understand what I'm saying? That's not God's fault. And, and so what our job is to Get that stuff out of your system. Now. No more waiting. Now. Because, listen, it's going to hit us almost like a tsunami wave in 2021. Just as, 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 as COVID hit, the scripture says, uh, uh, it, was, it says, when, it says, he should, he should, let me see, he'll put up a standard against it. When the enemy comes in like a flood, like a flood the Lord will lift up a, a standard against it, right? Right? Now, one way of reading the scripture is when the enemy comes in like a flood, so the enemy is coming at you like a flood, the Lord lifts up a standard against it. Another way of, of, of reading it is this. When the enemy comes in, period, dot, 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 like a flood, God lifts up a standard against it. So this year, the enemy came in like a flood. Next year, like a flood, God has a standard that's going to totally blow away anything the enemy has done. Now, if we're in position, we ride with that wave. If we're not, the wave's gone. You're drowning with the enemy when you should be captured by God's flood. 
All right? That's, that's all for today. Just stand, stand, we can stand on our feet and we can, we can get out of here. If not now, when? <laughs>